Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin. Well, welcome back, everybody. We are back here for episode 31 of Bitcoin Roundtable. I'm Vince here. I'm here with Darren and Libby. And we have a very special guest this week, and his name is David Nixad. Thank you. David, we'd like to welcome to Bitcoin Roundtable. I'm excited to be on your show. We're very excited to have you, and we're glad you took the time out to come and talk with us, because we're quite interested in your platform. Okay, well, I guess the thing we might as well start off with, we've been on your website, read a bit about the platform, Orthogonal, and give us a good explanation of what Orthogonal is and why you feel it is needed in this space. Just give our viewers a breakdown of what you're all about. I mean, I think one of the words I heard today, because I believe in a lot of deja vus, was the word community. And I think as I get older, as many of us do, we want to have a community and we want to have people around us that support and empower and, you know, co-create what we're all about. And Orthogonal is definitely an ecosystem of people that, first and foremost, why I got involved in investing, you know, 20 years ago was based on, you know, frequency of energy. I think 20 years later, for the first time, I'm actually having to, like, find out how many shares I have and, you know, what value I invested in. I I never really looked at any of that. And... Yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of dumb luck in my life, and I think going back so many years when I was very young, I got diagnosed with Asperger's, and realizing that, you know, I was self-medicating myself from a very young age, and at about 11 or 12 years old, I decided that I wasn't going to deal with prescription drugs anymore, and I got into making my own isolates or extractions, or many people call them like homolog and analog medicines. Wow. And yeah, fast forward almost 30 years investing in a lot of different companies. I feel like I'm working through my own dharma of, you know, something for myself where I have a purpose to help a lot of other people that are going through what I'm going through. So your platform, I did go in and I read the website, your investment, but like you said, you want to help people as well. Well, I mean, one of the commitments that I've made inside of this joint venture that we've done with Verma Media and Blockchain Saw is that I wanted to be clear that, you know, this idea of a token has some value behind it. So I've been an investor for over 20 years and obviously have read, you know, listened to a lot of books and heard Warren Buffett talk and you know one of the things is I understand having you know this thing called operational uh, you know basically income coming in and actually owning equity in a business and I do agree like looking at you know a hundred different ICOs that I've looked at I wouldn't invest in any of them. I actually recently found an ICO that we were sent that actually was a security token. And, you know, the reality for me is as an investor, I'm going to invest in something that has, you know, foundational elements in it. And I think the added value here as a collective, it's a community of people that live a life of not eating things that have filler in them, smoking good weed, taking good products, you know, we all want very similar things. And I wanted to establish something that would empower, you know, the cultivators. Because if I look back to when I was like 11 or 12 years old, it was like, 
let me find the grower that has the best weed that can make me feel better. And there's an idea, especially on Maui, where we're all going back to the land. We're all going back to the farmers. Like, where did our food come from? Where did our medicine come from? In Maui, we joke about it, but a lot of people with magic come here. And this idea of Aina, which is the land, jokingly, I said many years ago, I am a child of the land, just like we all are. And so for me, it's a community of people that believe in a lot of the same things. And obviously, I have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old, and it's about you know changing the world for them. I've already committed to not selling any tokens or shares. So for me, you know, it's ride or die. It's an all-in game for me. So the orthogonal platform is a, an investment platform with its ultimate valuation in the token. Would that be a correct well, statement? Well, Orthogonal Collective is a company that... We're not an investment platform. We're a company that joint ventures with other people that okay. believe in you know actual income and equity. So it's right. not pie in the sky. So the reality of it is, is when you look at Berkshire Hathaway, Berkshire right. Hathaway is invested in like Monsanto, pharmaceutical companies, banks that rip off customers. Yeah. And I give a lot of clout to Warren Buffett, but we're like the whole opposite. We invest in cannabis. We want to have a bank that doesn't charge you any fees. We right. want to feed you juice. We want when you eat food to understand the ingredients that are in your food. So for us, you know, the blockchain and crypto and cannabis, it kind of goes hand in hand. Right. Well, you've brought up cannabis. How is Orthogonal involved with cannabis, for say? Like, um, we're, we're very involved in the cannabis industry. I mean, we hold a large equity stake in a company called G. Randall & Sons that does formulations in the hemp and cannabis market. But we were, you know, the first investors in Meadow, which is a point of sale system that also has a distribution license in, in California. And we do almost $200 million in gross sales volume. But inside of the Orthogonal Collective, which is almost 30 companies, all of those companies are in either the food or plant medicine market. Right. And yourself as well as you obviously have a number of people at the top. Like, do you all kind of collectively determine what companies you choose to help or partner in? Or? Yeah, I mean... Everything for me is a frequency of energy, but I definitely am making some of the final decisions because I am the beta user. I'm the person that's going to try the medicine. I'm the one that in any of the companies in the orthogonal portfolio and, you know, now with orthogonal collective, we're probably going to have like 60 companies. I don't get involved in things that I wouldn't use on myself or my children. Right. Right. On like many investors. Right? Yeah. So. Like, like I go and meet institutional investors and, you know, they're drinking a diet Coke and they're having a cigarette on the side, but they want to be in the organic food movement. Right. So, I mean, it's with no one that just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Right. You like to practice what you preach. Put the money yeah, in there where I mean, you know. We're, all, we're yeah. all acting. I mean, don't get me wrong. This world, it's one big show, but for me, it's been being authentic to who I am as a person. So, orthogonal being part of the marijuana movement for sake. Yeah, um, you're probably well aware that we have legalization coming in on October 17th in Canada. 
I do. Yep. Are, are, you, are you doing any work within the Canadian market? Do you, are you invested in any of the Canadian marijuana so we, companies? We, we have a Canadian entity set up with an entrepreneur in Toronto by the name of Wayne Shapiro. And we've looked at a lot of deals. I have a, a good friend of mine, Matt Morgan, that run a very big dispensary in Las Vegas that's working on a, an IPO in Canada. I mean, we've seen at least a thousand deals in Canada. I think for us, what has happened is because we're in the long game, we've kind of taken a step back to see what happens with all the pump and dump. Okay. I mean, the reality of it is it's like money is great it's an energy and i think i hope everybody makes money but for us we look at cannabis as like a multi-trillion dollar market i mean this is my last startup so anything i do now is in the orthogonal portfolio so for me it's also a test of integrity and ethics because I am the biggest investor in my own company. So have you always been based in Hawaii? I've been on Maui now since 2011. I was on Oahu before this. I'm originally from Washington, D.C., but definitely when I first came to Maui almost 20 years ago, as corny as it sounds is, I mean, I call myself Hawaiian. I mean, Hawaiian is a state of mind. It's, it's about enjoying the surf, enjoying the land, eating fruit off the tree, uh, doing plant medicine. It's knowing your farmer. So I think as great as New York City and San Francisco and Toronto are, there's something about just getting back to just the simpler things in life. And don't get me wrong, I do miss that stuff. Right. But sometimes we all have to go back to just simplicity. Interesting. I almost wish you guys were here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, we do too, right? It's uh, As much as it's very nice here right now, I wouldn't mind going to Hawaii. It's been some place I'd always wanted to go. Yeah. You guys have an invite. You guys have a place to stay. Well, I appreciate so. that. If we ever get there, we'll look you up and take you up on that. Maui. Maui, yeah, yes. I always, I always joke with people because sometimes they fly into the wrong airport. Our airport is OGG. It's not called Maui Airport. It's OGG. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a very interesting interesting place. I actually just got back from uh, Glasgow. Yeah, I was over in Glasgow for a couple of weeks. Have you ever been? I haven't been. Oh, if you ever get a chance to go to Scotland, it's a beautiful place. Yeah, beautiful I mean, spot. I've heard it's very, I love places that have neutral density. And yeah, I know it's a beautiful place. So what else don't we know? Um, as you know, we run Bitcoin Roundtable. And when we started Bitcoin Roundtable, we did it to introduce the person who knows very little about cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, and well, I mean, the blockchain. Just having a lot of deja vus today. I remember watching Coinbase at Y Combinator. And I went out with all of them to Mountain View to have drinks after the presentation. And yes, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I should have invested. But yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all dumb luck anyways. But yeah, the idea of crypto and this idea of currency and blockchain, I mean, it's a paradigm shift. I don't want to get into some of my beliefs and values in terms of like transparency. But the reality of it is, is nobody really knows where anything comes from or when you go have a plate of food at a restaurant where, you know, your food is coming from. So 
what I found interesting is like in Hawaii, I just had a wine that's a blockchain wine, and the really? label. The, the label actually shows you everything about the wine. And I really had a deja vu to say, okay, this will be the future of blockchain and crypto. I will be buying that with the INA coin and it will be a product that has full transparency. Yeah. So for me, I look at it as a deja vu of like having my first credit card, but my credit card is valued at, okay, I'm only going to buy things that have full transparency. Yeah. So why wouldn't everybody in the world sign up for that? In a perfect world, they would like to. Um, I think an awful lot of people really don't take the time or have the time to really care. Well, let's be very blunt. Like most people don't even know it exists, right? Yes. Of the ones that do know, a wide variety of products are not readily available, at least here in Canada, right? There is no blockchain wine that is sold right now at our government licensed liquor store, <laughs> which is the only place we can buy a wine, right? The when reality it comes, it's going to be is, you. I want you to have our INA credit card, which I don't believe in credit cards, but our INA card. And yeah. I want you to know when you buy product, whether it's spirits or cannabis, our food, our products for your children. Yeah. Like, I want you to know, like, there's intention and thought and integrity that goes through that. So, for me, I've had enough dumb luck in my life where I can dedicate the rest of my life to doing this because, yeah, I'm a very sensitive person in terms of my cellular makeup of what I've been given as a, as a human being. So, I want to make sure when I take something for myself, it's the right product. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, in a previous life, I used to work in the food service industry. <laughs> and uh, sort of reminds me a lot of what they call the 100-mile diet. Buying more local so you understand where it comes from, who's raised it, what it's been fed, how it's gotten to you, different killing practices, all of that kind of stuff. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's, it's very yeah, interesting. I mean, you wouldn't have this show if, if you weren't thinking about all this. Yeah, you know, this show has really progressed. I, we said at the beginning we're 31 weeks into it. And, you know, we've met so many interesting people and found out so much more we didn't know. The way people think and mm -hmm. just, just the way they want a different world. Like yourself who, you know, wants a world where you know where your stuff comes from. You can tell where your wine came from, who produced it, who picked it. The technology's out there now yeah. to support that, right? Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, it's there are people out there like people that are running global companies and we all know who those are. The paradigm needs to shift. It's time. And, you know, I have a lot of friends in the companies that I've been involved with. And, yeah, a lot of people are still very scared. They don't want to speak out because of, you know, underlying people that are going to maybe take down their businesses. Right. Um, in the last 24 hours, I've had, and this happens to me a lot, I've had certain people reach out to me to try to scare me. You know, again, I always go back to it's it's ride or die. I mean, yeah. if you're going to do something big, you got to just go all in. And, and that's what orthogonal is. It's, huh. it's people that, 
yeah, money is great and we'll all make money, but let's change what the reality of today is. I don't watch TV. TV is fear porn. I want to go somewhere and receive cognitive biases that makes me feel good every day. Not right. deplete me. Positive, mentally challenging. Yeah, totally. I believe in a utopian world. I see that because I just hosted almost a hundred people in my house or in our space for the last 30 days. And the most successful people in the world, you know, they have their own issues. No one's perfect. We all have vulnerability. Yeah. So it's like, let's work together. And I'm sure even Putin or all these other people in Palestine and Israel, if you really talk to them, people need to peel the onion. It's time to like shift things in the world or else we're going to blow this place up. Yeah, true enough. But so let's talk about timeline. Do you have any expectations or conceptions about where this will be really in say two years or five years or is it more just throw it out there and no i mean we're we're definitely deep in it right now i mean uh right now orthogonal is in an audit phase and what we call the form 1a so i've taken it upon myself where i've never raised into institutional or vc funding because yeah. I didn't want anybody to control me. Right. So right now we're in the process yeah. of getting what's called our Reg A Tier 2, which will allow us to raise up to $75 million from non-accredited investors. And one of the companies that I was an early backer in, WeFunder, which also was involved with writing the Jobs Act, were big believers of you know the movement of power to the people. Yes. As many people come and tell me that I'm crazy, I would love to have, you know, a hundred thousand people write me a hundred dollar check each. This idea of, you know, only the rich being able to invest in things, that doesn't work for me. Agree with you there. Yeah, it's a movement. You could argue that, you know, the whole ICO phase over the last couple of years, the success of it was, you know, I partly attribute it to the fact that millennials and people without significant means are effectively, to a significant degree, locked out of the stock market. Yeah, definitely. Right. And that's why even as we approach the ICO market, yeah. it's just being very clear with our boundaries. And, you know, one of the things with the coin. When I committed to everybody, I was like, I'm not going to sell any of my coins and I'm happy to have like a four year lockup period. Yeah. You know, we've told every investor that's approached us, there's a 12 month lockup period on the INA coin. We're not, we don't want anybody involved that first and foremost is coming into this thinking about making a lot of money. We want people that actually believe in the vision and that they live this life. It's about paying it forward. It's about doing good. So I think this idea of crypto and just everything going on in the world and blockchain, there's a shift going on in power. There's a shift going on in consciousness. There's a lot of things going on that we're not even seeing. Oh, oh, I... I definitely agree yeah. with that. Yes. <laughs> There's no doubt. To some degree, you could argue the powers that be are suppressing it to the degree they can without becoming too noticeable. While I feel in the background scrambling to find a solution to to retain the power, I guess, right? 
power always wants to retain powers. Oh, yeah. I think it's, we're it's seeing a, a lot power of that trip. Right you know, many people have said when you don't have wisdom, you can't exercise power. I'll, I'll invest in wisdom over power any day. Yeah. From a practical standpoint, that could be articulated through, you know, wise decision makings on, on investments, you know, going to organic farms or dealing with the more localized food movement, what's in the food, enabling with current technology that can use blockchain to literally prove the origins or where a product came from. I'll tell you a little story and just go on a whole different tangent. I was in San Francisco meeting with a bunch of companies and investors about a month or so ago. And I hadn't been on the mainland for a while. And I saw this guy that was just obviously mental illness and was sprawled out on the street on Mission Street. And it was crazy. I sat there for about 11 minutes and I literally counted 100 people trample his body. And I said to myself, what the fuck is wrong with human beings? We gotta make a fucking change now, excuse my language. But, you know, the reality of it is, something's gone wrong, and we better fix it now before it really goes wrong. I definitely, you know, agree with a lot of your thinking. It's interesting when you go out and you get a, uh, a social experiment like that. It's sad that we've gotten like that. I know it happens all over the world. I it mean, does. The reality of it is, is we no longer have a value on human existence. So, you know, for the blink of an eye that I'm here on Earth, I got two beautiful children and I love them more than anything. And yeah, I'm willing to like do whatever I can in my powers to be to change this world. And as difficult as it has been, because many of the people that I have invested in have not supported me, you know, I know that there are a lot of people out there that believe the same things that I do. And, you know, as Einstein said, critical mass, we have to keep pushing till there's change. So for our listeners out there who, if they're interested in your movement and platform, what do you tell them if they want to get involved in it? Email me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we've given everybody an opportunity to invest in WeFunder or, you know, orthogonal through WeFunder for as little as $100, but I still respond to every email that I get. I get about 500 emails a day, so (laughs) if, if you have something to say that's worth reading and you believe in this mission, yeah, that's what the idea of community or an ecosystem is. It's about all of us working together to co-create something bigger than ourselves. Okay, well, what is your email address, David? My email address is david at orthogonalthinker.com. And uh, feel free to email me. And yeah, I love it. I love corresponding with people. I love to talk to people. I, I don't want to pretend I have first world problems. For me, it's all about people helping each other and the fact that people still go hungry in the world and people are violently hurt in some countries. Something's really wrong. So we don't want to take too much of your time. So on a closing note, what would you like to say to our, you know, our audience who are listening to this show and are interested even a little more in Ophagonal? What would you like to close off and say to them? Life is short. Enjoy every second of it. You don't know where it's going to end. 
And if you believe in anything I've said, even, you know, 0.1% of it, just help the person next to you. If there's something, some way or something to pay it forward, do it because I still in some crazy way believe in the butterfly effect. If you do something good, it's going to transcend all over the world. Wonderful. Well, David, we'd like to thank you very much for coming on our show this week. Aloha, many alohas. <laughs> many alohas, and it's been a yeah. privilege speaking with you tonight. Yeah, I really enjoyed the conversation. Well, I guess it's not tonight in uh, Maui, though. Uh, <laughs> I've been at it since four in the morning, and I got to tell you, it's it's been pretty awesome being on this show. It's just, I love stuff like this. This is really authentic. I hope you guys keep going with it. We ran into a lot of people where they get really technical, right? I can get technical, but I'm not really involved in the technical side of blockchain, right? So initially, when I was in crypto, and I, I wanted to learn more about Bitcoin, and I read and read, and then... I found that there's really nothing out there where people were talking about blockchain and then crypto and Bitcoin at not a technical level, just conversations, because I just wanted to hear people talk about it and what's going on with ideas. And so I figured, well, if I can't find anything, I might as well make a podcast so somebody else, if they want to hear it, they can listen, right? Well, I would love to be on your podcast anytime. You guys are cool dudes and, I, and Libby, and I would love to host you guys in Maui. Oh, well, well, I, I, I got to see if we'd love to come to Maui. <laughs> come on over. I mean, we're, we're rocking it over here. We, we believe in the magic. Yeah. The, the hype is real. Yeah, it's, it sounds like it. It's, it's nice that you believe in it the way you do and you're very passionate. Yeah, definitely. Ride or die. Thank you for your time, David. <laughs> Take care. Aloha. Aloha. Bye-bye. Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin.